I'm Andrew Rice. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Moyles. I'm James the Jastle Stewart. And you're listening to Monster Mash. And on this week's episode, Jazz talks over me. <laughs> but we're also like... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to edit that out, but now I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but we also had the Zenogar. Nice to see you. To see you nice. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It got on in a flash. They played the match. They played the Fanged wyverns whose bodies are streaked with electricity. Sharp claws and strong limbs allow them to thrive in mountainous terrain. During hunts, they gather numerous thunderbugs to boost the power and enter a supercharged state. Simples. Look upon its prowess, its movement full of sparks. Its claws cut through the silence, its fangs bite through the dark. Gaze upon perfection, thunder given form. Either knock its lights out, or die fighting the storm. <laughs> no, that's... That was the... I don't believe it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rodney, you plonker. The, um... Zenogar? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Up there as maybe my favourite monster. I've got a lot of time for this wolfie lad. So, anytime they do a poll in Japan of which one is the most popular monster, it's always one of either Nagakuga and Zenoga. Yeah. And whichever one it isn't is second place. Well, like, doing think... as well, like, they come from, like, really popular, like, games as well, like, some of the most popular, like, especially in Japan. Like, Nagakuga was the flagship of Freedom Unite and Zenoga Portable Tom. Yeah. Which I think in, that's when Monster Hunter went from like pretty popular to like super huge in Japan was those two PSP games. And I think in terms of those two kind of archetypes, they are just, you know, the kind of perfect examples of those archetypes. Not like kind of fast, more fast paced, frenetic battle with Nagakuga. And then you've got Zenogar, who he's still quick, but there's, you know, He's got that more powerful, heavy, impactful element to the battle. Um, which you do see in other monsters, like, you know, Magda Malo, I think, is quite cl- closest to Zenogre. We spoke about him before. Um, other monsters quite similar to Nagakuga. But yeah, Zenogre, they just, they just really nailed this guy. And um, I, I always have a fun time fighting him. And his sub- subspecies and units. Listen very carefully. I shall say this only once. It's the he's a he's a nice electric boy, and I think that's the thing that gives him an edge over the um, 
the Naga Koga. I think that having the elements tends to make things a little bit more exciting and spicy, I'd say. So that's why I'd probably put them above Naga Koga myself. Mm. I can see that argument. I think the reason I like Naga Koga is because it's the monster that it's the one monster that feels good without an element. But yeah, Zenoga is. Yeah, I like. I don't want to turn this into the. Actually, I like Naga Koga more. Zenoga is a banger of a monster, and that just proves that me and Jay are basic. It's What do you What do you prefer, cats or dogs? <laughs> Doesn't um, Sujimoto, like the director of, I think Portable Third and Rise, I think his cat and dog are named Naga Koga and Zenoga. That's good. And before before they'd been officially announced for Rise, he posted a picture of the cat and dog with like. I can't remember which one. I think it's Ichinose, yeah. Aha! Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, I think it was Ichinose. I think it was the one who was the actual director. Yeah, I think I've seen something on that, yeah. But yeah, just like from a, a fight aspect, like, like Andy was saying. The, the the electric elemental attacks like you know like the ways he can attack you from range um the way like with his like heavy stomps you get that like that thunderous uh like flash like when he slams the ground as well and then of course the whole turn super saiyan when he absorbs the thunder bugs they just i've got nothing but praise for this guy they really nailed this really really nailed it and he's just a very very cool iconic monster like you point to the when we spoke about Raphalos we spoke about him being like you know like the, the, the monster that is the series mascot but to me I always think about Zoroger when it comes to Monster Hunter like I, I don't think I could see him not turn up in a future Monster Hunter game in some shape or form um, which is I why think, I was yeah, quite surprised what's that sorry ironically lovely ironically Rathalos is the Pikachu of the franchise Whereas Zenoga is the Charizard. Yes, uh, that's a perfect example. Yes. Where one is, yes, because Rathalos is the one which is officially the mascot, but Zenoga is, I think, the one that more people go wild for. And he even got his dark edgy form <laughs> in a <Yep>. future installment <laughs> as well. <laughs> like, I think Zenoga merchandise shifts like crazy. Um,. My buddy Matty at work is a big Zenoga fan, but he's never been able to track down a Zenoga plush because they basically just sell out as soon as they get made. Really? And then also we haven't been able to visit Akihabara for two years. So. Well, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's been relatively unchanged, like going from the old gen Bond Center games into the, the newer style with. Well, he wasn't in World, was he? But he turned up in. He was in Iceborne, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, he, but they changed, like, it's kind of, in terms of, like, moveset, he's not changed a whole bunch, but, like, they, they kind of messed about with the uh, like hit zones and stuff like that. The front legs and that used to be, like, well, the back legs used to be, like, really weak, and then they like, swapped that up in the world, I think. Where the one you focus more on his like, front four legs, which just. I remember hearing that they deliberately made the head the weak point originally just to force you to like like get up in his grill and fight him 
and it is a very exciting fight when you play it that way mm. as long as you stare it in the eyes and say I have a cunning plan I'm sure everything will be fine I think I'll be I think um, he, like you say he hasn't changed much in like with each new game but I think he's like his design is quite busy and also because it's like a mammal and it's kind of got some furry parts and the wolfy part each successive game I think it better realises what he was meant to be originally like in the earlier games which have got a slightly more cartoony art style I didn't like his design as much as whereas in World and Rise where he's a bit more like you can see he feels more like a real animal and I prefer him in those games I don't know mate I, I, think, I think you should have gone to Specsavers I don't think ones from adverts count, but you already did simple, so it's too late to bring it up. Look, this, this, this is the list that I've got. I'm, doing, I'm working with what I've got, mate. <laughs> I thought you were about to praise the fur again from Rice when you were going on that tangent there, Luke. <laughs> I haven't seen a wet Zanaka, but I better just look great. I get what you mean about being quite a, a, a busy design, but I don't think it's it, it's too much. You know, like if you think about like late stage Digimon designs, where like, they become so busy, you kind of roll your eyes at them. Um, I wouldn't say Zenogre is in that same vein. Like there is a lot to him, but I just I think it really really works. Um, he's, he's right right on the line of what works. I think. Yeah, you, yeah, the comparison you, you towards that line, the, but. The fair comparison would be um, like Monster Hunter Frontier. Mm, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's yeah, it's not the main team, and they do just to just pile on extra elements and extra spikes and extra nonsense. Whereas Anoga, yeah, doesn't get into that realm. The general grievous of Monster Hunter. <laughs> he's plain and simple. He's garlic bread. He's a little more than that one worked. Garlic bread. I mean, garlic bread is good. Yeah, as is an ogre. I could eat it every day. I think any monster that has a, a, a Super Saiyan transformation as well is going to appeal to me. So, you know, again, <laughs> another reason like, Zenogre's are my faves. So, you said just now Zenogre's your fave, but do you want to say who's really your favourite, Jay? <laughs> well, well I've, I've kind of shed that um that reputation in recent times i don't know if i do <laughs> but you know if if you have a black and red <laughs> hellhound beast subspecies of a zenogre that's somewhere in the background i would be interested <laughs> i would <laughs> yeah stitching zenogre um he, he rules <laughs> he fucking rules i love, I love that creature what's occurring with him um, I just think when it comes to subspecies, I think like we spoke about this in the Raffles episode. Some of them can just be a bit too right. Let's tune the numbers up and, ma- and paint it a different color. Whereas Stygian Zenogre, I, I think, is sufficiently different in that he does feel like a subspecies. Like I think Stygian's just change as well. Like, yeah, I really what's that? Like sorry, Stygian, I'm saying I really like that. I think I prefer the Stygian. Zenogre to the normal one, fight wise. Because I really like the the, the orbs, how he uses like the dragon, like element orbs, like throwing about like, like dragon orbs rather than like bolts and lightning. So 
cool design where you can attract you and you don't really get something else. I haven't fought right? many Stygians and Ogres. I did one in in um, Generations back in the day just to do it with you guys. I think there's one you have to fight in World. And that's probably the only two times I've hunted it. So for me, I don't have enough familiarity with like fighting it and like dealing with its different attacks and its different Dragon Blight. So to me, the only difference is it's black and red instead of blue and gold, <laughs> which is why I, I kind of feel like I'm making fun of you when I say it's cool, but I'm sure there are actually other reasons why it's cool too. I mean, that's a very important cool reason. <laughs> like that's, That would be enough by itself. Am I right in saying that they did change Stygian Zenogar up like more, like more so from how it was in past games when it appeared in Iceborne? Some differences, yeah. It's just like, like most of the like kind of returning monsters, though, like they all get a little bit of something new that they can use that they throw out and things like that. I think more of like Stygian Zenogar's dragon attacks and Iceborne more and more like kind of you still had the homing attacks that you could dodge past, but you had points where like he does drop them on the ground, like kind of lightning bolts or a specific like spot on the ground that you need to dodge. Like that was new. Otherwise, you might get beamed up, Scotty. No, that one doesn't work because he never actually said no, that. No, it the didn't show. work. No, uh, no, no, no. It's also it's not a real catchphrase. He never said. Well, it's, it's on my list. It's on my list. All right. Yeah, it's a it's a mis- I started, so I'll finish. It's a misquotation. He said "beam me up" many times, and he called Scotty Scotty, but he never said "beam me up, Scotty" in the show. I mean, you've got to take this up with the mirror, I fear. But are you saying it, you're getting this from the mirror? Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck. At least it's not the Daily Mail. I don't know, I've got standards. <laughs> Fucking step away from it, though. I mean, if you've got a copy of the Daily Standard, that'd be better. <laughs> I really enjoy fights in Monster Hunter as well when you you get a real distinct way to knock a monster out of its like power-up rage state and like a real visual sign that you did that as well and obviously he's an ogre that's a big part of his fight is when you knock knock him over and you, you get the chance to catch the thunderbugs off his back and he, he loses obviously the the sparked up glowing fur and i i, I think that's a really really cool element to the battle as well you, you it's a really good time having, to exterminate to you talk about him bugs. having having a like goku transformation and it almost feels like something you'd see in like a parody of Dragon Ball where when he's doing his big long charging up, you could just go up and like knock him out while he's trying to do it. That, that, that happens in the, sh- the show, I'm sure that happens. Like he gets punched and then you'll, you'll just like his, his hair will deflate and he'll turn back to regular black haired Goku. That actually happens. I mean, like, yeah, 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 but I'm sure it happened a bit later on because I remember watching an episode of Z where he's just charging a spirit bomb for the full 30 minutes of the episode. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, and I mean, yeah. Freezer just stands there and lets him do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, as well as the Stygian Zenoga, we also had the Thunderlord Zenoga, which was the Deviant back in Monsanto Generations. And, interestingly, most of the Apex monsters in Rise, they take the monster and make it kind of black and red. 
Whereas they couldn't do that for the Zenoga because then it would look too much like the Stygian. <laughs> so he gets to keep the really cool gold lightning that the Thunderlord had. And then it, it feels even more so than with any other Apex monster. Thund- um, Apex Zenoga is just Thunderlord Zenoga. And it leans, of course, even more heavily into that Super Saiyan transformation that I was on about. The yep. literal gold fire. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just at the picture of Thunderlord. I mentioned in the hunt that I thought he was a lot more green than he was, um, but no, he is very much um, gold, isn't he? So yeah. Although, uh, oh, apparently in Monster Hunter stories he's green, but yeah, not in anything else. I don't think I'm remembering <laughs> Monster Hunter stories considering how little I played of that. So yeah. No, I doubt you got to the deviants. No. I just because I happened to put Thunderlord Zenoga into Google, one of the images that came up, he's very, very green. But I don't think that's how he looks in the main game. I really like the um, the attack he does, where like he, he shoots out the three kind of like like thunder attacks, like that kind of go along the ground. Yeah, it kind of looks it. like like three like big claw swipes being made along yeah. the ground, and- which. Um, is interesting, which I'll get into later. But yeah, it's just very cool and fun to dodge. There's, I'm sure, when I was when we were doing the hunt, like it reminds me of an attack from another game, like a, like a boss does. Like I'm sure it's like a like a character action game, like a Devil May Cry or something. And I just can't remember what sort of what boss it was or whatever that did it. But uh, does one yeah. of the bosses does one of the bosses in um, Hades do something like that? Yes, that is actually what I was thinking of. Yes, goodness, it wasn't even a character action game. Yeah, is it, it not kind like? Of is. Yeah, fucking hell. There we go. That that would have annoyed me all day if I'd not remembered that. So thank you. <laughs> so there you go. I think it's one of the. It's Meg or one of her sisters. I think it's one of the like Furies. That. Yeah, yeah. Would have been a real dull moment. Um, apparently, there's also, if we're going to talk about the uh, the non-main series Zenogers, there's a couple of other Zenogers as well that we uh, we can chat about if you want to. I don't know if we should, but we might as well mention them. Yeah, we've got. Uh, I know the the mobile phone game has Invincible Zenoger or something. Oh, but in, right? uh, we've got Howling Zenoger. Oh, the one that's like an Amexa. <laughs> the one that's in a mix? I think, sure like a year, yeah, but I think there is a mix that's an ogre somewhere. Uh, there's a mortal Zenogar, which may be the one that you're thinking of. That's the one I'm thinking of, yep. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking up um, each of these Zenogars here. The Howling Zenogar, um, I genuinely don't think it's any different. <laughs> Yeah, it says just... extreme individual from Frontier, so it probably is just. Uh, it, it, oh, it's like um, it's constantly charged with electricity, so it's it's like your yeah. Savage Joe or or Raging Bracky or what have you there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I don't know what Immortal Zenoker is. That's very much a green light. Anyone that was in Frontier. Yeah, it's from Explore. Explore, so. sorry. And there's also um, FFBE Zenoker. Oh, the Mecha Zenoga, um, 
I but think... FFB would be that Final Fantasy. Oh, Final Fantasy Brave X Exodus. There we go. It's based of a creature from Final Fantasy. Yeah. So there you are. <laughs> Fantastic. But yeah, unsurprising that a creature as popular as an ogre has picked up a few subspecies along its way. Yeah, I think um, Stygian's an ogre just highlights how most subspecies are just, you know, flip this switch and change this number. Whereas Stygian, because they choose, like, Thunder and Dragon are quite different elements. So when they created the Stygian, they actually do redesign it quite a bit. Mm. And it feels much more unique. Because when we were talking about Rathalos, who, you know, is technically the mascot of the series and has even more subspecies, none of them really feel that different. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, Zenoga might not have so many, at least in the main series games, but like a Stygian Zenoga, a Zenoga, and an Apex or a Thunderlord Zenoga, they do feel like three different fights. Agreed with that. Anything on the name of the Zenoga that we haven't touched upon in the past that you can remember, Luke? Yeah, well, I actually I listened to our episode from uh, five years ago, and it was the same same four people on the cast. So there you go. Oh, uh, I, we basically I gave up on trying to figure out what the name meant, other than saying it's the same as the Japanese name. And you found some stuff, but um, Zenoga is particularly appropriate for Rise because it's another monster which is explicitly based on a yokai. So the Raiju is a Thunder Wolf. Um, and the reason I thought it was interesting when we talked about the Thunderlord attack, when a tree is struck by lightning and it leaves like a big, like burning, like scratch across it. Um, traditionally, it was said that it had been scratched by the Raiju. Is that what the feel... Pokemon Raikou is based off? Raikou is based off of it and um, Manectric and Electric are based off of it as well. Okay, It's... Yeah, it's quite. There's actually quite a few Pokemon, um, because the Raiju, although it's very often drawn as a wolf, it can take the form of basically any like four-legged mammal. So mm. sometimes it's a wolf, sometimes it's a lion, sometimes it's a tiger. So it makes sense as a few different. Yeah, um, but it is like the pet of Raijin, the Shinto god of lightning, mm. um, who we'll be talking about in a few months. But <laughs> yes. so the J- the Jap- Jeez. the Japanese name for Zinoga is Jinoga. Um, because Z and J are kind of the same sound in Japanese, it gets weird. Um, but yeah, possibly Jin Oga comes from Raijin Oga. Mm-hmm. But then also Jin is a Japanese word which means um, like rushing or fast. And it's uh, like a thunderstrike includes the word Jin because, you know, it's fast. And then Oga just because it's a big spiky monster. So it's a Jin either from the thunder god itself or just from thunder generally. And ogre. Andy, I just I said ogre, and you're not going to throw a Shrek catchphrase in your little catchphrase-a-thon. It's not on my list. Got to be more into Shrek catchphrases all the time. <laughs> the lads decide it's time to find out who can do the best roar. First up, it's Andy, who lets out a tiny snore. Jas laughs, he's next, then he does a mighty sound. Jay gives up after hearing that, utterly spellbound. Luke gives it his best shot and screams to the sky. 
Not bad, says Mas, but wait till you hear my battle cry. You see, I've seen all your attempts, and you're all full of moxie. But I've been clever, and I've brought along a proxy. He points to the door, and a bellowing roar blows off Jay's specs. Mus has won the competition, of course, thanks to the mighty Tigrex. So join us for that one next time. And I say his I name right. Yeah. yeah. yeah Tigrex. <laughs> I don't do these poems for a laugh, Jas. I'm in it for for, for the serious. No, but you're not the ones that say Tigrex. So. I do normally say Tigrex. You're absolutely right, but yeah. Um, I didn't know I could win competitions by just entering someone else in my place. Yeah, proxy. <laughs> that changes everything. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why must won the. We got to be clever. Must won the competition. You know, you could have done that. You could have brought along, I don't know, fucking Ligiana or something. You didn't. <laughs> You lost. <laughs> Suck up. Also, do you wear glasses, Jay? I do wear glasses, yes. Huh. And for some reason I don't picture you in glasses. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> until then, where, where can we be found, Luke? You can find the podcast on Twitter, at Monster Mash Pod. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just search Monster Mash Podcast. And if you want to help keep it posted online and maybe encourage me to do something more exciting, you can head over to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius, where you'll be able to listen to this podcast and all my other podcasts a little bit early, because I just upload them as soon as I'm done editing. And, uh... I'm going to put you on the spot, and all you love it, Jas. What can they tweet at AndyMan949 this week? Uh, tweet at AndyMan949 like, and tell him he needs new material because he let us down on the... <laughs> Ogre <laughs> he fucking does the new material. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Look, I'll be back no matter what you do. What's that from? It's I'll be back. It's from uh, every Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it's just I'll be back. <laughs> 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 fucking hell. <laughs> Fire Andy. Get him out of here. <laughs> You're the one who gave him this idea. And yeah, I guess it made him talk more. But I don't think he said anything of note on the monster. How are you doing? <laughs> well, until then, thanks for listening. Keep dancing. Studio. It's good night from me, and it's good night from him. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm recording. Okay. Yeah. I popped it out this one. Popped it out? <laughs> yep. Life is marketing preferences, just gotta opt in. Fuck. <laughs> some sort of jingle, like it's... Sandy's GDPR um, song. It was Ronan Keating's Life is a Roller Coaster. <laughs> oh, right. I thought it was some sort of like <laughs> advertisement. Like, Shut up about GDPR. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> GDPR is somehow being a metaphor for life in Andy's case. Yeah. You know Look, what? I'll you say, there's no one else on earth who <laughs> those exact words could have come out of. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it might not make sense. You might not like it. But you've got to admit it's unique. <laughs> the Andy experience. <laughs> it gets the people going. Look, they keep coming back. They're not put off by it, at least. And I've not seen a comment yet saying, thank goodness Andy wasn't on this episode. He's quite a goalie boy, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he's basically Thunderlord, isn't he? Yeah, this Th- is the one where it's just literally the fucking DDM. The Thunderlord was a bit more green, if I remember rightly. Got my green in on you. That's different, isn't it? Maybe hard guy's... to tell though, with like how the rises like particle effects. This well, guy's... the saturation's just not as over the top in this game generally. Super Saiyan's in the no, but his glowing bits are still yellow. Were they? Yeah. To be fair. I, I mean, I'm going to trust Luke on this, to be honest. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I was watching Gaijin Hunter's video of it today, so... <laughs> you can, I, yeah. I knew that if there's one person who's done his research here. <laughs> sure, my only exposure to Thunderlord uh, General was probably that one time we fought in Generations five years ago. <laughs> you, you know? Yep. Who remembers five years ago? I haven't like thought like the DJs as a group much at all anyway, so yeah, you know, the same boat. I remember we thought uh Snow Baron Legombi quite a bit. <laughs> and probably thingy as well, Garcia like, Ross. And now life gets into that. Life is what happens when you're hunting other monsters. Are you hunting monsters? Yeah. I never find any, but you know full well that's what I'm doing every single day. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the reason for your hikes, really? Okay. You know what they say about life, right? <laughs> it's like GDPR. It's like GDPR, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Oh dear, that was a lot. It's of like that famous speech at the end of Trainspot, you know, like opt into life. <laughs> <laughs> choose. <laughs> <laughs> choose your marketing preferences. <laughs> Please accept the cookie policy. Get over here. Oh, my thunder is uh, minus 16. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice of armor. <laughs> You know what it's like, Andy's always prepared. <laughs> Got my poison weapon for Zenoga's famous weakness to poison. Yeah, that's right. He has one star to poison, so... Yep. Yeah. See, we pretty say, weak. Andy's like a boy scout. He got diddled in a field. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did we say that? Yeah, that's, that's what right, we said. Right on my back, really. I mean, you've never given us the details that might have been behind your back. (laughs) (laughs) You leave in that long awkward silence. (laughs) (laughs) Did he just fly? He did that that thing that Zenogre does, where he like he does like flips in the air for no real reason. But he, he, he definitely floats. You don't know what that was. Not gravity. I think the regular Zenogre does that as well. 
I mean, regulars and ogre used to straight up fly when he changed area. Well, it's a big jump. He, like, he does a cold, big jump, it? but then he's just like at the end, he's just gliding through the air as though he was flying. Ah, that's like, like the animation is no different. <laughs> <laughs> if Hulk can do it, anyone can do it. That's what I say. Well, that was what I said when I smashed up that person's house. <laughs> You know what, I'm going to workshop that one a little bit. That's what I said when I smashed up my ex-wife's house. There we go, much better. Yeah, it needs, it needs a person working, doesn't it? Yeah, just a random person's house is... Well, that is what Hulk would do, I suppose. He's more likely to smash up a random person's house than his ex-wife's. I bet he smashed up Betty's house a couple of times. I think he'd be more likely to smash up his ex-wife's house, because, you know, if he ends I mean, up... To be fair, he might get angry. Smashed, yeah, it, yeah. It, it would have smashed up Betty's house while they were fine and living together. Mm -hmm. Just had a bad dream one night. Punches a window. Is everything going quiet? Concentrating. People are just concentrating because he's a hard monster, isn't it? Okay. No, it was, it was very, very dead stuff and no reason for it. Can't banter as much when we've got to fight a difficult one. Papa Jass is here, no bad right now. Is that a thing about all Papas? Or is there a specific Papa who's very anti? Yeah, Papa Roach, he's, he's fine with batter. <laughs> I was trying to decide whether to go with Papa John or Papa Smurf. He can do it with Papa Roach, so... <laughs> Papa Roach, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'd have understood the other two. How <laughs> many Papa Roaches? Nope. Should I know who Papa Roach is? Oh. Cut my leg into pieces. I just assumed he was a wrestler. <laughs> no, he was like a... That's my last resort. New metal era music guy. It's a vacation. <laughs> a guy. It was a band, man. <laughs> 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 the guy's just called Papa Roach. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Papa Roach and the Roachettes. <laughs> that was, that I mean, if, if you were in a band called Papa Roach, you'd definitely want to be called Papa Roach, I think. I, I've just become the fucking executive who talk about who went up to Pink Floyd and said, so which one's Floyd? <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly surprised Andy doesn't know Papa Roach. I thought you would have known that. That's not really Bells. That is not but... Andy's genre. No, no, but it's, 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 it's yeah. fucking, it's obviously it's new metal, but it's a like catchy fucking new metal with it. Like really fucking popular. Like, practically this, a pop song. This is my last resort. <laughs> I think I'd, I'd heard all of Papa Roach's songs and just assumed it was other groups. <laughs> just waiting for the Papa to show up. You're like, this isn't this isn't the Papa. Like, oh, this must be a Limp Biscuit song with a guest verse by Papa Roach. Oh dear. <laughs> Jazz's favourite, you know we're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, fuck a rude, eh? bought this guy in a group before, you know that. He's joined with the banter for one minute. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> talk about, so talking about Papa Roach. Papa Roach. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ugliest shit. Yeah, we're going to play some bombs. I'm just imagining, like... Couple of parents, and like you can hear the toddler stomping upstairs. It's like, right, I'm gonna bomb him because he should be going. To 
dysfunctional family we are.